Howdy, and welcome to the FPL jingle. Ronaldo's duck remains intact, in contrast to slapped iPhone. City and Liverpool draw even in a titillating affair. European results are in. Is Connell still on for the treble? And two weeks remain for our managers to elbow into the playoff positions. Be sure not to turn off before three tips and a spicy boy. Shows, roads and such. Let's go. Hello listener, I hope you've settled down after Man City and Liverpool gave us a thrilling match and Chelsea were cruelly outed by Real Madrid. Um, but let's let's forget about that for now and talk about fantasy football. We have two European victors with us. Uh, I'll introduce the guys now. Uh, Steve M, how's it going? Um, I wouldn't say Chelsea were cruelly outed like Real Madrid were probably the better side over the the two totally legs. disagree. Luka Modric's pass is a thing of art and belongs in a museum somewhere. I uh, totally disagree. How can you disagree about that pass? Like you're just wrong. The pass, the pass is a good pass. The two like Ben. Ah, it was a good. It was a really good pass, was it? Uh, they should have sent a away. poet. I think Chelsea were was the better of the two teams over the two you legs. You lost three one in the home leg. How can you say you were the better side? Over the two games, I think nah, so. Nah, go away. I anyway, will we introduce disagree. everyone else? No, I'm, you know, you've started this now, so I'm going to... All right, go on, so. I, well, I'll, just, I'll just make the prediction that Real Madrid are not going to win the Champions League. That'll do Oh, me. wow. Uh, Steve Lyons, will you calm me down, please? Okay, on. You know, like, I actually, I do agree with you. I thought Chelsea slightly better over the two legs. Um, and, you know, yeah, like... They were very, very impressive um, yesterday evening. It, like they made it look like they were playing Southampton at the weekend again in that first half. So just you have that going forward, Owen, and I'm giving you a hug over the call. That'll do me. I am, Why I am, must you entertain am, this man? <laughs> I am satisfied with my relaxedness now. Uh, Connell, how's it going? Not too bad, Owen. Not too bad. Fresh off a Champions League victory. Can I just say, I don't appreciate Steve being mentioned in the same breath as me as a European winner. It takes different stuff to win the Champions League than the Europa League. Tough shit. Um, I agree with you, though. Uh, I don't think Real Madrid will win the Champions League either. As a Champions League winner, I know what it takes, and I think Villarreal are going to win the Champions League. It will be a great evening for all. There's two guys here really making a claim for that that, that constant podcast spot. Steve M, listen up. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, well oh yeah, done, all right. So on, you can edit this episode. You know, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, I'll get Steve yeah, yeah. to do it. No, you won't. He doesn't know how. Steve, though. Steve Thomas knows. will teach Steve me. Steve's powers. You're totally unaware. Yeah, of. I'm friends with Thomas. That's my that's my <laughs> secret power. <laughs> that's your yeah. That's your superpower. Is that you know a guy? <laughs> I, I've got I've gotten him to work in Uber now. That like it's perfect. He's he's there to make up for all my lackings. Everywhere I go, it's brilliant. I'm sure the listeners are very eager to hear about this Uber chat. (laughs) Between you, you make up one decent employee. Yeah, let's talk about Europe. Uh, Connell, you pulled off a major shock when you managed to maintain your 26-point lead on me and also put another 17 on it. Um, I think most people would have expected me to overcome that. But yeah, you, you must be absolutely shocked with that one. Uh, surprised, Jowan. You know, I, I really thought 
that you'd put up a much better fight than that absolute pathetic performance. You know, you've the playoffs secured. You could have easily just taken a week to to prioritize Europe, try and claw it back, but instead, disappointment. That's why I don't think you're going to win out this year on. Yeah, uh, I think the fact that I was facing Cahill in the normal league is what totally rattled me. I mean, like, is, Cal, Cal, if anyone puts me shaking in my boots, it's Cahill. Cahill week brings a lot of stress to it. You know, it's it's, it's also why I don't think Steve M is going to qualify for the playoffs because he has Cahill in week 34. It's just, it's different gravy. It's, uh, it's a landmine. Uh, Steve M, you did overcome Cahill. Uh, you, despite actually being outscored by thirteen points, you still you stayed ahead, and you won the Europa League, securing your spot in the Champions League. What you make of that? Yeah, like uh, I think um, Connell was saying in the last episode, like I had it sewn up, but I knew I didn't because I knew Cahill had like these kind of weeks in him where he's like able to score fifty plus points. Um, but yeah, the the lead I did have in the end, just just about enough five points between us in the end. So I was um, right. That was it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh it was a tense enough uh uh watch of that um that Man City Liverpool game because uh, I think at the I think when Jota scored I think there was a point in it and then I think between the Cancelo and Salah assists for me that kinda just saw just about saw me out. But uh yeah, no, happy enough. Not so bad. You, yeah, you, the two of you were well ahead of the rest in the Europa League. They were seventy plus points behind you somewhere. We are the two highest scorers in the league this season. You and Cahill? No, you're not. No, me and you. Uh, but that's not what he was talking about. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking uh, about... Ah, uh, okay. Sorry. I thought he was uh, talking about you, Connell. My apologies. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of what Europe awards this season. There's, there's, there's so many fixtures of it that generally the higher scorers are going to come out on top, unlike the usual head-to-headedness of the other league. And then the Conference League, which was, you know, everyone in this league was trying to lose it. Connor Skeen, one week, scored 24. Tyg Flynn completely bottled it. Uh, Gary, like this week, with a 23. You know, there's there, no one really wanted to win it. But Connor Skeen comes out on top. He, he, he gets a, a six-point lead on Tyg, and he takes home the Conference League this season. Nice right. for him to get a bit of silverware in his second season. Yeah, I can tell you, Owen, from talking to the man, that he very much did want to win it, because I think he thought I was playing him uh, in the final week of Europe, and uh, he was very—he was like very talkative on the on the teams in work, and I had to remind him that it was week thirty-two. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was definitely aiming for this. I'd say. Yeah, no, he definitely was. Uh, uh, nice, nice. I'll say fair play to Connor. I, th- I think he definitely deserved it. Based on this season, he's he's by far and away the strongest manager in the Conference League. It's very true, very true. The rest of these lads are schmucks. I think. I think. That, I think that might have been a slight dig at fellow uh, podcast uh, uh, special guest Tyg. Just, just to get, just to no, guess. Uh, Con- 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 Connor this season has been like he, he's put the highest score of the league up this season. He's, he's been very solid. I've, I've been quite, quietly impressed by him. Yeah, he's had a real glow up since I think, like literally since twenty twenty two started. Connor's team has been up there with one of the best in the league. Just obviously, it wasn't great in that first half of the season. But like through his own management and a couple of draft picks coming back to form, he's. He's someone who'll be dangerous in those fifth or eighth play- eight place playoffs. Like I think he could, you know, if I slipped down there, I wouldn't want to face him. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be Mark Gary facing him this week in the league when you have a reputation for battling it, you know? Yeah, we'll, we'll be touching on the playoffs later. So a real coming-of-age story for Connor Skeen. They should make a movie out of it almost. Harry uh, Kane but... has really been the, the, the shining light for him so far. Kane's, Kane's uptick in form has really seen him, seen him through. Uh, I'm enjoying uh, Sun's, Sun's uh, progress in, as well. Spurs in general, I think, are starting to become decent fantasy football assets. Nah, man, Kulazewski's fool's gold. Did you not hear? Did you not hear the news? He's fool's Still gold, on. He, he won't. He, he'll barely get an appearance point from here on out. Ah, yeah, he's just going to get rested now, isn't he? They have nothing to play for, like, you know? Lucas Moore has the stuff. So, uh, <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> we go down through uh, game week 32's fixtures. Uh, only two weeks left now until the playoffs. It's really hotting up. And we had the Battle of the Steves first. Uh, Steve M, you won that 40-36. I might come back to you to, to give us a bit more detail on that one. John Scanlon just about overcame Andy, 32-31. That keeps Thomas in the bottom playoffs. So that's it's kind of interesting to watch the two of them to see who gets into that 9-12th playoff. Carl uh, Connolly slapped me around the place, 53-31. I'm, I won't make any claims to anything here. I'm just totally afraid of Carl, and he got the better of me mentally and physically here. Mitchell Barbie, Gary Fowley, 44-23. Mark Gary overcame a fairly high score of 39 from Thomas, 49-39. Owen Dillon lost to you, Connell, 48-28, keeping your playoff hopes alive. Paddy beat Ray, 45-30. Uh, Porek Sheehan lost to Connor Skeehan, 44-31. And Tyg lost to Mark Lossie, 42-39. Very on brand for Tyg. Uh, how, <laughs> how did the Battle of the Steves go? Uh, yeah, like I was saying on that final, it all kind of came down to that final game um, because I'd say the real key was the fact that Steve had Regulon for six on his bench and in the Leicester game, Castagna didn't start. So if Castagna didn't come on, then Regulon would have come on for him and I would have been in real trouble. <laughs> but uh, he came on in the 88th minute, Steve. Was it 88th, 89th? Fantrax give him a singular minute. So 89th. Oh, seconds. because they didn't count extra time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Um, and then, um, obviously, the the Liverpool City game, the Cancelo assist and the Salah assist uh, were enough to see me through. Uh, Steve had Jota for a goal. Um, but yeah, it was it was a fairly nervy affair between that and Europe. Basically, my whole season was on the line. Um, just about squeaked through. So I live to fight another I day. Would say, Steve. I mean, like my whole what, fantasy what? life. Yeah, correct. Uh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, Steve lines. Um, this this is kind of a bit of a gut punch. I think you you need to be really switched on for the last two weeks now to really ensure you get that playoff position. Yeah, like, I didn't make too many moves this week. I, and like it, To be fair, it was a game week with not many good fixtures anyway, so I was hoping to kind of hold the four with my squad and hope the Liverpool City matchups saw kind of Steve's squad kind of eat itself alive when there were so many people against each other. And, yeah, it just didn't happen. I had Pulisic come on when Chelsea were 4-0 up. Rhys James came on at right centre-back for 25 minutes when they were 6-0 up and then Castagna coming on for a minute but I had like a feeling all weekend those things were going to happen um, so between that and I had a very 
misfortunate last year's cell phone a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I've kind of like to, had to switch from building a squad to the playoffs to uh, kind of just eking out one more win and kind of cementing myself off from those uh, competitive chasers like Connell and Mark and Steve. Those those rats. You'll need a few pushbacks, uh, Steve. <laughs> so uh, that uh, lots, nicely, lots, lots. that nicely segues us to take a look at the standings. I'm sick of reading lists, Steve. Do you want to read this one out for me? Uh, yeah, sure. <clears throat> um, Owen, you're uh, still top, uh, even after that loss to Cahill on 68. Woo! Paddy, uh, with his win over Ray, is on 66, but he now has to play uh, Connell and yourself in the run-in. So if you feel the weak inside against Paddy, I'll never forgive you. Uh, uh, Steve... I, and I absolutely won't. I think, for me, being reigning champ, knocking Paddy out of the playoffs would be more of a victory than winning out. <laughs> I think uh, that'd be. I'd, I can rest my case. Then I'd be like Batman. Then it, I was thinking more in my head. It was uh, throwing the ring into Mordor, just like yeah. ending it all. <laughs> What's that that quote where you say, "I give others what I can't have myself"? You know, by knocking <laughs> Petty out, maybe someone else wins. <laughs> uh, so then, in third, it's uh, Steve Lyons, as we mentioned. There has got a tough matchup against Porik uh, this week. And then he plays uh, Mark, Gary in the following week. So I'd say Porik, oh, probably fuck. the easier of those two matchups to get a result no idea. in. no it was Steve Lyons, Mark, Gary, week 34. Oh, like the, that's the spice that's I'm here very, for. Very, very likely to be a, a playoff decider. Yeah, yeah, especially and, considering some of the other fixtures in the league. It, um, Mark, sorry, go ahead, I was going to say very interestingly enough, if Steve Lyons loses this week and I win this week, him and Mark, the loser will drop out. I think. Ooh. And what about if I win? Um, yeah, you did say same thing, but you know, sure. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, well then, hell. yeah, Mark, Mark, um, we mentioned it before. Has Connor skiing in his matchup? He's in fourth at the moment. I'm in fifth. Uh, I have Andy and then Cahill. So maybe one slightly easier fixture, and then another, t- and then another tough one. Connell, Connell, you have uh, Paddy this week, and then Ray for week thirty-four. So if you can beat Paddy yeah, here, it's you're two, two, more or less guaranteed. two easy fixtures. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then I suppose more so in the race for <clears throat> the fifth to eighth playoff. Then you have Connor skiing more or less secured in seventh with fifty-five. Um, Porik is in a bit of trouble. He's on fifty-two points, and Mitch is on a six-game win streak. I think on fifty-one points. Four games. So four games. Sorry, it's Mark on six six games uh, win streak. That was it. Six undefeated. Uh, Cahill then hmm? six undefeated. Don't give him an extra win. <laughs> one was a draw. Whatever. Oh, one was a draw. You're right. Don't give him it. Um, was it? I didn't mean to. I wasn't trying to do. Uh, Cahill is in 10th on 50 points so you know he's not entirely out of that 8th place playoff yet um, Tyg uh, then is just kind of in the middle on 11, uh, in 11th on 49 points I'd say he's probably out of that now uh, John holding on to that 12th spot like you mentioned Owen uh, on 46 points Thomas is 3 points behind him on 43 so maybe a couple of results need to go Thomas's way to, to make up that di- difference there 
And then, you know, Mark Lossie is in 37 own uh, points, own Dylan 23, Ray 23, Team Auto Draft, sorry, uh, Gary 21, Andy 18. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, that, that last, that those bottom six are more or less decided kind of from the four. So, yeah, yeah. it's mainly that, that race for the, the fourth uh, playoff spot and uh, the fifth to eighth uh, playoffs. That's kind of where all the spice is. Third, third and fourth, I would say, so- Steve. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, you're probably right. Third you know, and fourth so, as well. Yeah, third so part because, kind of because, because Steve and Mark have to play each other. Um, it's very, very tight. Uh, between imagine they drew. Yeah, and bec- and, and with with Paddy, with Paddy's tough fixtures. Now I don't, I don't both out. You know, with with Paddy's tough fi- tough fixtures, really two to four could be anything. Like, to be honest, <laughs> oh. I, like we've all given Mark Gary shit for being a bottler, and he is. But I. <laughs> I can feel, you know, there's a bit of plastic forming around me. There's an old cap coming on. They're starting to fill me with water. I'm, I'm getting bottled. I, I can see me being torn out. Fucking Bally gone out of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> we did not oh, rehearse that. Everyone. Steve's season has comedy. been river rocked by that one. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm putting an end to this stuff. That's taking a temporary spring yeah. out of my step. <laughs> For someone press the big red button. I was called I was called fair trade communist rabies for a reason. All right, a professional rundown of game week thirty one. We're going to see what happened. The results that occurred were Newcastle beat Wolves one nil. Uh, Man United put up a dismal performance and lost to Lampard's Everton one nil. Leeds beat Watford three nil. Chelsea demolished Southampton six nil. Brighton beat Arsenal two one. Spurs beat Villa 4-0. Leicester overcame Palace 2-1. And a surprising result, Norwich beat Burnley 2-0. Brentford beat West Ham 2-0. And the titillating affair that was Man City versus Liverpool ended 2-2. Steve M, you watched this one for us. Yeah, I did. Uh, It's game week 32, by the way, not 31, but just anyway. Um, Yeah, it was a really... Someone needs to update this fucking document. It says week 32. Oh, whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, like uh, when I was when I was busy when I, when I took the the opportunity to to open the gap in my in my fingers and actually watch the game, um, it was a thrilling affair. Like both sides were were at it from the off. Uh, City obviously taking the leader within the first ten minutes of the of the game would have been an ideal start for them and the worst possible start for Liverpool because. City just loved dominating possession, and then that meant that Liverpool also had to go and chase the game. So they they knew that they had to be they knew they had to try and take some more risks. <clears throat> um, paid off for them. They eventually did get the the equaliser through Jota from uh, another header, um, and then that's kind of how it went in at the break. But you could see that both teams were trying to to press their game on the other. Like both teams were playing really high line, Liverpool dangerously so at times. Like uh, there was real threat of them being uh, caught on the counter, and they nearly were in the second half. We'll get to that in a sec. But even from set pieces, um, they were taking really high line, and I think there was an opportunity for Rodri uh, from one of them to. Uh, he didn't really do that well with it. Probably should have done it a bit better. But then in the second half, Liverpool. No, sorry, it didn't end one-one in the first half. The City then took the lead before half time. And then Liverpool came out, and within the first few minutes, Salah plays a brilliant uh, ball across to Mane and cuts through the defence. Mane making a great run to stay on side, manages to slot it home, 
that's kind of how it stayed for till the end of the game. But there was a, a definite chance to, from De Bruyne playing in a lovely uh, ball into Mares, who was kind of going one on one with the keeper, with the defender kind of giving him a bit of pressure, and he decides to try and chip him, and it just doesn't work. Um, yeah, like there was, it it was exciting because these games have been built up. Uh, by Sky as like massive games and they end up being duds because both teams are too nervous to go out and try and do anything but these sides really went at it and Liverpool knew that you know they probably needed to get uh, they probably would have been happy with the draw but they know they needed to try and get the win just because of City's run and now it's very handy they don't really play anyone um, in the top six or anything like that so and Liverpool like the the one point could be the difference so um, yeah, a thrilling game Absolutely, to watch because both these sides could win. Could win out from here. Uh, I have two questions for you, Steve. I um, I actually did get to watch this game in the Irish pub. Uh, I thought Man City were superior, maybe marginally, but I, I thought they were better. I want to get your take on that. And also, in terms of fantasy, do we just play all of our Man City and Liverpool players all the time now? Um, so yeah, I, I, I have some thoughts on that, but I'm going to let you answer it first before I answer it for you. So, um, to answer your first... Sorry, two questions is big. So <laughs> I, I, I completely threw you. I thought City were better. What do you think? <laughs> no, you didn't throw me there. I was just formulating my opinion. Um, no, I, I didn't think overall in the scheme of things, I thought it was fairly even. I thought they dominated parts of the game. They probably should have had more going into the first half uh, at the end. Like, 2-1... Liverpool would have been more than happy with because like I mentioned the chances that City were getting especially from the Liverpool playing the high line you know they they should have capitalized on a bit more um but then you know it kind of ebbed and flowed like I thought it was very even um you know in the second half Liverpool were playing applying a lot of pressure now they maybe didn't get, get as many chances but I'd say I'd say maybe just just about shading it but there wasn't a lot in it between the two of I them I think um I think just, you know, from listening to you, I think I probably formulated my opinion on watching City uh, uh, make use of that high line Liverpool were offering to them. So I probably just saw that and was like, oh, look, City look very dominant here. Yeah, well, like City, tr- City do the same thing, but they are blessed with having Kyle Walker in their side who has ridiculous recovery pace. So uh, anytime there's a ball played in behind the back, Walker was able to get across there and kind of not snuff it out, but he was at least able to buy enough time for everyone else to get back and defend. Um, then to just yeah. answer your other question, then should everyone keep playing their Liverpool and Man City players? I would say absolutely because, like this run in, there I'd say both teams are going to try and go uh, undefeated for this run in. So because uh, I think if either of them slip up, then that they're going to lose the title. So I don't think they can afford to take their eyes off the ball, even though City would probably love to uh, and try and focus more on Champions League, but. No, I I definitely will keep playing them. Yeah, um, I can't argue with that. I suppose monitoring rotation in the Champions League to see who's getting a game. So we'll move along to um, the Blues' demolition of Southampton. Uh, Connell, uh, are Chelsea actually the best team in the Premier League? Uh, if they got to play Southampton every week, they would be. Fortunately, I had. A so lot. we should be. We should be. Trying to get this done. It's, 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 I think you know, it could be a nice little derby. Um, so fortunately for this one, I had quite a few gaps between my fingers to watch this between because there were a lot of goals. Uh, Chelsea absolutely hammered Southampton, who sometimes just have games like this where 
they keep they keep playing with the same idea, but when the effort isn't there, they just get torn apart. So, you know, they've nine nil twice. This could very easily have been nine if Chelsea didn't have half an eye in the Champions League midweek. Uh, they 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 tore them apart. Um, my favourite thing of the match is that Timo Werner hit both posts and the crossbar and still managed to score two goals while setting up two others at least. Um, Mason Mount was absolutely fantastic. His, his XG must have been yeah, outstanding. Oh, Jace, did you know something? Uh, if we go by XG, Southampton can feel hard done by Chelsea. only had 4.4, so, you know, daylight robbery, am I right? Um, XG is a nonsense stat. Well, you'll, you'll be... You'll be pleased... <laughs> You, you, you'll be pleased to know Mr. XG himself, Che Adams, did not score. Um, so, take that, take that, Paddy Brennan. But, though, uh, uh, Chelsea, brilliant. Sh- Mason Mount, exceptional player, even though all of his returns have come against Southampton and Norwich. He's, he's brilliant. Should we be targeting Southampton from here on out? Are they awful, or is this a No, I don't think so. I think they have this sort of game in them. Uh, and Ragnick, not Ragnick, sorry, Hasenhutl, same pressing manager, same pressing team same pressing channel next week um hassan has this idea for for southampton that they're they're always gonna they're always gonna press high and they're always gonna press hard but the problem is when when someone's not committed or some if, if it's not a full effort uh, they they leave a lot of gaps and they get they get torn apart and really chelsea stopped trying after the 55th minute but what i do think for southampton is this isn't going to happen repeatedly uh, they're they're they've a solid manager. They've a solid set of tactics, and they actually have surprisingly good players. Um, so so they've they've some real, real good effort in the team. You know, I don't I don't see this happening again, especially when their next two games are Arsenal, who are in very bad form, and Burnley, I believe. So I I, I don't see this happening again. I would actually yeah. say the opposite for Southampton. Target some of their players, maybe not the defenders though. Okay, that's a, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. The, obviously, Broja didn't get to play this game. You have Che Adams who goes through spurts of being semi-decent, so maybe that's something to think about. Um, and the most dismal affair of the weekend was United being awful uh, against Everton. Steve Lines, how are your eyes and fingers with this game? Yeah, I have to very much agree with the sentiment that uh, United were really, really bad. Like... I'll give credit to Everton. You sound upset about it. <laughs> I think that's because of this next part. I do have to give credit to Everton. I thought their performance and their energy levels were right up there. They were really up for the game. Frank Lampard made like a few bold decisions, having like a midfield tree of Allen, who I do rate, but then flanking him with Fabian Delph out of like twenty nineteen. And Alex Awobi. So um, that midfield was enough to absolutely boss Man United for... Uh, not boss, but to be very comfortable against Man United for about 90 minutes. Um, the game started off with United actually being pretty decent. They had a couple of um, Rashford chances inside the first 10 minutes. Um, Jordan Pickford um, was actually very good um, in this game. Um, but then after that... Um, Everton just really kind of suffocated United and then they got the Anthony Gordon goal which if anyone watching the game will know was deflected off Harry Maguire because they mentioned it every single time after I felt 
bad for them highlighting it so much because he was just actually in a good position to block the shot. But it was deflected off Harry Maguire. Um, but in fairness, after the goal... In case you hadn't heard. <laughs> yeah. And, and is he, he's, the... he's not been very good this season, Steve, has he? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I, I, I must ask the English what, media. What you make of this Maguire? <laughs> we'll ask Van der Vaart. <laughs> I, I love the Van der Vaart um, quotes. He, he, do, he does genuinely hate them. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, I, 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 I'll let you continue. But I, I have one spicy trade I want to make, so I'll, I'll let you finish your bit, and then I'm going to ask you about it. Yeah, no, just um, just quickly to say, like Anthony Gordon got the goal, and after that, Goodison Park was really, really up for it. There was a fantastic atmosphere. The players fed off it, and like I think that continued from about the 38th minute until about the 60th, going into the second half. Uh, Charleston did a seal dribble where he headed the ball seven times around United defenders while running with it and while singing like, did you know that when it snows was that an it's a, it's, it's was seal it? yeah <laughs> cut that Steve <laughs> yeah no I, I enjoyed oh, no. that that's staying in <laughs> Oh, can you sing more of it? I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna use that in, in the segue bits. <laughs> oh, lovely. But th- that's um seal da 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 dribble was um, just <laughs> the ultimate sign of disrespect and like I think all the like, Everton fans loved it too. The place was hopping again and then after that Everton just professionally Saw out the job because Ben Godfrey at centre back was very impressive as well. He marshaled Ronaldo out of the game, and Jordan Pickford had a few good saves. Man United couldn't create out anything. Sancho, Rashford, all anonymous, and Langham made no impact off the bench. So, Steve, answer me this: I currently have a pending transaction, and it is Richarlison for Ronaldo. What do you make of that? Um, I think with uh, Everton having a double game week and Richarlison being on penalties... So I don't care about this week. Um, then, yeah, I'd... I've, Although I kind of do, I? a bit. I think, like, yeah, no, Ronaldo is unpredictable. He could have that three-goal game he did against Spurs, but for the most part, and this is a head-to-head kind of game... He does nothing, and he's anonymous for most games. He'll get you one, two points, one, two points. Then he'll get you 12, but then it's back to one, two, one, two. I think you need... Ronaldo has the higher ceiling, where Charles and the far higher floor. I, I, I got rid of Ronaldo three weeks ago, and he did burn me with a hat-trick, and I, I still don't regret it. But will he pull one more out during the playoff period, and that'll be enough? If, if it's coming any week, it's coming this week against Norwich. Will he even look better than Pookie? I've, I've, talk, I've talked myself out of it in the meantime. Ah, uh, on on that trade topic, I on I actually am also considering trading uh, with the United asset involved. I have uh, oh. offered a top scoring midfielder in the game, Jared Bowen, for Bruno Fernandez. So you want that that Man United boy for the double game yeah, or yeah, yeah. his my, double my, game week while you play? My season Maddie. hinges on this week, really. 
I have to win it. So I, I'm willing to offer the better player, the best midfielder in the game for Bruno Fernandez. Fuck it, that's spicy because oh. and and it might work you know out. I, I don't I, I, I mean like totally un- unfortunately um it's with Andy who just doesn't look at his trades so it's probably not going to go through. <laughs> I've I've tried I've tried telling Connor to talk to him to see if he'll accept it. And it's, you have to drive to his house. It's funny that you say that as right now he's putting memes into the chat. <laughs> see, my fucking phone's dead. Um. <laughs> All right, that was game week 32. Let's move along to game week 33. But did you know that when it snows, my eyes began so on? Let's look at game week 33, a bumper double game week this time. The teams that play two games are Burnley, Southampton, Brighton, Palace, Newcastle, Leicester, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United. And I think that's it. Um, So a lot of options to look at this week. And we're going to go down through our three tips and spicy boys, starting with the Southampton defence. Or maybe just Southampton in general. Connell, you, you were kind of looking at these guys. Yeah, so I think uh, I would expect a bounce back performance for Southampton. Nobody beats them 6-0 twice in a row. Uh, they... <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see it in dodgeball. Uh, Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, ju- you just know Haston Hootle has had those boys running suicides on the side of the pitch uh, ever since. So they're going to come out and motivate it. They play an Arsenal team that really look quite out of sorts at the minute without Kieran Tierney um, to be expected. Lacazette has regressed I'd back. To, I'd, I'd love to touch on that. Like, is Ar- like, Give me like a one word answer. Is Arsenal's downfall completely Kieran Tierney being injured? Yes. Uh, to be fair I won't com- just because Thomas Partey is injured at the moment Partey but in a word, injured, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, you can't so we, we, we tried to play Tavares at left back it didn't work. We tried to play Shaq at left back it didn't work. We tried to play Martinelli at left back it didn't work. We tried to play Saka at left back it didn't work. There's a problem. And had you Kyle Walker Peters, how would you be getting on? Well, and that's why I'd recommend him for this week. Case closed. Uh, uh, no, it's yeah. Southampton so double game week. Uh, they score a lot of goals. Even you know there's there a team that's set up to score goals. They defenders really aren't bad. Kyle Walker Peters. If Livermento's on the other side, I'd look at him as well. They're playing against Burnley, who really are they letting two to Norwich and West Ham coming off Europa League. So I think it's a good time to be on Southampton. Okay, we'll keep a close eye on that for their double game week this week. Um, yeah, there's a lot of options in the Leicester team, which is kind of worrying because of rotation. Steve M, is have you anyone that you are, are looking at to, to bring in? Well, the obvious one is Madison, um, but if like apart from that, then you're thinking maybe Dewsbury Hall. I know he probably his goal return isn't great, but he's been getting assists and he's been kind of filling in for Madison at stages when he hasn't been performing that well. Uh, I think they were talking about Vardy potentially being back in maybe not for the first game this week, but for the second game. Um, and, you know, the way that those forwards are going, uh, he'd probably start. But then, like, you know, if, if Vardy isn't going to start, then Iheanacho and Daka are also good options because, like, you know, they have uh, Dewsbury Hall, they have Barnes, they have Madison. Uh, they have those attacking players behind them who are going to create chances and you'd fancy them to at least put one or two away. So... There's definitely some attacking options there uh, in the leagues and in draft and in regular fantasy. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's, it'll be tough to pick him. Like it'd be nice if you had the Ihianacho from the end of last season to pick up. That'd be fantastic. But he's just not the same fantasy asset. And our third tip is going to be Newcastle on the double. Newcastle playing Palace and also Leicester might get some attacking returns. Uh, Steve Lyons, what do you think? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, I think Newcastle, for the most part, have been very good and kind of slightly underrated um, under Eddie Howe. Obviously, they did get slapped by Spurs, but I think, in fairness to them, that's because... Even though Spurs were on song, they just kind of tried to actually get back in the game rather than shutting up shop. Some, they, like, because of that, they have some good players available in waivers. Chris Wood up top is nailed on to play. San Maximan might be knocking about. And obviously he's a very lively player who could go big in any game. And then you're probably looking to see if... Um, Someone like Miguel Almiron, who's going to come in for Ryan Fraser, or um, a Bruno Gomerish. Don't don't make me pick up Almiron again. <laughs> Bring him back. Memories, <laughs> Repressed memories long ago. I did it two or three years ago, just when he came from the American League, and it was not a good time for me. I mean, I was in a bad. <laughs> he, he still probably hasn't gotten an assist since you picked him up then, but. I think I dropped him and he might have got his only ever goal. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, he's a great asset to pick up. So is he, Steve? <laughs> I, I, I was more leading him into my South American section of Bruno Gomerish. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, donkey kicks and such. Yeah, he, he looks a, he's looked a real player in the kind of the sporadic appearances he's got to kind of eased him in. Uh, but he seems to kind of gotten a spot in the team. Um, kind of ahead of Joe Willock who got injured and yeah no there's a reason he's a Brazil international you can see he's a bit of a baller yeah it's a, it's a yeah, surprising how easy to have taken it with them considering that they were like a relegation candidate that they didn't rush him into the starting 11 to see how he'd do like they're kind of very much taking their time with them but yeah he's going to be a, a, a key player for them in, in now and in the years to come so uh, we'll move on to the spicy section of the podcast uh Burnley have to travel to London to take on West Ham in a difficult fixture, but then they'll be facing Southampton at home. So um, there might be some spiciness here, Connell. I, I I think there might be. Burnley, they, they had a terrible result against Norwich. I don't actually think they're going to win either of their games, but I think they realise they have to try to win. So I think they're going to be a little bit more attacking than they maybe would have previously been. And I would expect uh, Mr. Maxwell House himself, Corney, to wake Burnley up for their slump and maybe get a goal and an assist over the two games. If he's around, I, I definitely recommend picking him up. He, he looks really he looks really threatening. I think the only problem is in Fantrax, he's a forward. In regular, he might also be a forward or a midfielder, but he plays sort of as a, as a wide mid, so... You know, it's it's maybe a little bit. Uh, I think they call it poo, isn't it, when you're out of position the wrong way around? But he's he's. Uh, <laughs> I think he's a solid asset for this week. Uh, yeah, Cornet for ten or twelve points so over the two fixtures. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I can't picture it in my head, but maybe that's why it's spicy. Uh, Steve M, have you got a, a pepper for us today? 
Yeah, um, maybe not the hottest one I've ever given, but like um, with Brentford's recent form and well, hopefully <laughs> we don't want it to get out of control. Oh yeah, well we'll get onto your one in a second because yeah, that's the spice of all spices. Uh, now, um, Brentford playing Watford away from home, they're in good form. Brian and Bumo, he's he's been he's known more so for his assists than his goals, but I think he's going to do both. I think he's going to get a goal and assist in this game. Okay, yeah, two returns from Bueno. That is that is like a a, a chili of a of a spicy boy. Mm. I, I think uh, if yeah, anyone has actually off. if anyone has seen Brian and Bueno play consistently, yeah, like that's fucking that's spicy as hell to me. That man is not adept at finishing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm kind of uh, shooting my shot though. It's kind of a, a bit of a hail mary. He can Werner off the post for Tony. That'll be the assist. Of getting his doubles, he's getting his doubles and darts. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Steve Lines. What's? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm mixing up my Steves now. But I did say the right one. Steve Lines. What's your spicy boy? I'm kind of in line with the kind of standard recommendation um, there with the Newcastle lads. I think San Max the man. He's been quiet for a while. He's coming back from injury. I think he's going to throw on his gold Gucci headband and get three returns over the two games. I think there's goals there for Newcastle. Yeah, I, 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 he's certainly going to get picked up in all the leagues. I think this week, um, and three returns out of him, that's a maybe a fair enough prediction. That'll be a nice one. And for me, it's going to be the old reliable. <laughs> uh, we have West Ham <laughs> taking on Burnley. Uh, they're going to do a job on him because Burnley are shite. And none other than Pablo Fornells is going to get a goal in this one. Pick him up. Yeah, like... If you, if you don't have him from last week. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> like, you could just hold on to him from last if week, you your recommendations. Or you know what we can do? We can just get the clip for you talking about Pablo Fornells last week and just put it in there. And just use that, because it's the exact same pick, thing. Pick, pick him up. Pick him up, Pablo Fornells. Right, right. That's your guy. All right, that's been the three tips and spicy boy. We'll move along quickly now and just just cover the fixtures in the Fantasy League this week before we wrap it up. So, Steve, you're going to play Andy. Andy predicted to get a 54 this week. You must be shaking in your boots. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I don't know where that's coming from. (laughs) uh, I I don't know. (laughs) Mom, come pick me up. Stop it, Owen. You're scaring him. (laughs) Stop. Uh, Connell versus Paddy in the exciting fixture of the weekend. Uh, if you lose this, you're out, Connell, more or less. If I if I lose this, I'm out, and if I win it, I guarantee you, Paddy's going to bottle the last week. It's 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 what you train all season for. If my high score doesn't hold up, I'll be very disappointed in myself, in my team, and I'll just have to be happy enough with my two trophies instead of three. But Paddy, shit, this is going to be an easy win. Actually, just one comment. Paddy's dangerous on these weeks where there's doubles because his oh, team is yeah. shit and he can just amount massive amounts of points because of the waiver league. So, but it, what, what, I, what I would like to say there is, do you remember the last person who tried to go to almost 20 games against me? Mark Gary, <laughs> semi-final of the cup. You've taken... 79-78. Uh, you've taken on the students. I take no prisoners. Can you take the master? <laughs> oh... After this, I he, he, he will be telling me, don't speak to me or my son ever again. <laughs> the two boys will be outside your window shaking their fist. <laughs> Shake harder, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so the aforementioned Mark Gary is going to take on Connor Skeen. 
and, and all these fixtures are so vital like a loss for anyone is fucking detrimental uh, I hope I have an easy game against Owen Dillon then uh, John Scan is going to take on Cahill so if Cahill wins that he'll be doing Thomas Ivory a big favour uh, Gary versus Mark Clossy in a kind of a Bruna Groot on uh, Derby although I think Mark moved so he did, yeah. not anymore that's, that, 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 that's like the Norwich Burnley of this week isn't it <laughs> it really is yeah. <laughs> um, 2-0 whoever Mitch, wins nobody Mitch cares versus... <laughs> nobody wins uh, Mitch is going to take on Ray Mitch of course in with a shout of the 5-8 playoffs at the yep. moment so he'll be it's happy a good to an easy win uh, Steve Lyons tough game against Porrick you never know what you're going to get uh, are, you, are you confident Steve that you, you, you already told us that, that you, you, you're talking about the bottle the bottle that's going to come I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for it this week I'm going to do a few waivers and at the moment I'm feeling pretty happy with my team um, but like you know if, if I don't get even if I drew this with Porrick I am um, you can start taking the cap off and pouring me down the drain. That bottle's going to be empty. They're going to get all over that bottle. Who have you in the last week? Mark, Mark Gary, it? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be... Oof, that's a hard running. Uh, and the last game of next week is going to be Thomas Ivory taking on Tiger, fellow podcaster. Um, Thomas needs all the wins he can get to try and get himself out of that bottom of the league playoff. Um, so... That's the fixtures for the week, and that's also the podcast. Um, I think I'm going to wrap it up there. If you want to get in touch with, if you listener want to get in touch with us, the podcasters, you can do so at the pod, in the podcast description. You can get us on Discord. You can also get us on Twitter. That's at the FPL Jingle. You can get updates on when the episodes goes up there, and you can also see the league. There's a link to the league in the podcast description. Um, a final word from our podcasters, starting with Connell McMullen. Uh yeah, I can't wait to demolish Paddy this week and have him drop out of playoffs. To all the listeners out there, as always, believe in the treble. Um, Steve's fight over who goes next. Dad, do you want to go first or me? No, no, after you. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> um, this is why neither of you will win out. There's no bite. There's no bite to him. Despite talking about like having to talk about losing to Steve because of um, Brendan Rogers being a fuckhead or whatever. Yeah, one minute so yeah. Um, and um, thinking I'm going to bottle the league. I've had a great time chatting to everyone. It's been a really uplifting, if ultimately pessimistic view in my mind. Your your ex chat this week was actually uh, through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> X-Memes yeah, no, um, X-Memes are down though that's, that's probably why I'm out of form in the league The memes bring the <laughs> points The points bring the wins Success breeds success Steve M, ended for us But did you know That when it snows My eyes And so on <laughs> <laughs>